never give up on your dreams, no matter how painful and difficult your journey is. Lisa Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, or wherever you are. Welcome to another episode of Journey to the Mic with yours truly, Mike Garcia. And here I am with a very special guest. Now, you've heard me up to this point where I give a little bit of a monologue and give a little bit of a thing going on. But every now and then, we tend to want to do things on our own. But every now and then, you come across that person that has been there, done that, and he or she makes you see a new perspective, makes you see a new way on how to either acquire clients, focus on your business, be, you know, that person that someone can depend on. And it literally can just come out of nowhere. But this individual, I would have to say, is probably one of the biggest masters of email marketing that I've ever seen in my entire life. And considering I'm a comic book nerd, he is the flash to me. No, not Ezra Miller, this guy. Ladies and gentlemen, let me welcome your friend and mine, Tom Aglio. Tom, how you doing, my guy? Good, brother. I appreciate that, that awesome uh, that awesome introduction. <laughs> oh, man. Like, it is, once again, and I keep saying it over and over, uh, it is, like, I'm getting speechless right now. <laughs> it's, it's, very, it's very interesting. Like, it's awesome having you here. And first of all, how have you been? How is everything? How's the family? Good, man. Good. You know, we're we're expecting uh, another one. We got a, a, a baby girl on the way. So yes. Congratulations. I appreciate it, man. We got Supergirl joining the, the league. So, you know, it's uh, it's good. And, it's, it's it's exciting. Any names yet? Yeah, we're actually we're going to be naming her after my wife's grandma, Zelda. Ooh, Zelda, nice. Yeah, right. It's good. Like, it's I'm cool with it because I'm a huge gamer and, and you know, it's a <laughs> I love the name. I think it's a it's a gorgeous name, and you know my wife is uh, is, is obviously it means a lot to her, so it worked out. So we got your son Zachary, little Zach, yep. and we got mm-hmm. Zelda on the way. Two Z's. Exactly, exactly, double Z. <laughs> well, so. once again, thank you for coming on, and once again, congratulations. It's going to be a big family, and I'm sure your wife is proud. Thank you, man. Yeah, yeah, she is. We're 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 super excited. Well. Here we are, and we speak a lot about email marketing and how a lot of people would say that it's probably the easiest thing to do. Some people say it's the hardest thing to do. Sure. What makes it so unique in a variety of ways? You know, it, it, it's 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 one of those things that, like, you know, it, it's something that everybody knows about, right? I mean, everybody, you know, everybody knows marketing and, and, and stuff like that, and everybody's heard of it, but it's unique in that there's just so much a lot more opportunity out there for it than, than you'd realize. And, and, and there are a lot of just really big companies, man, really big companies that are, you know, the, they keep these internal rosters of voice talent that you, you wouldn't know, you wouldn't know otherwise. And, you know, it's how I've worked with companies like discovery plus and AT&T, you know, and those are all from my email marketing. And uh, so I'd say it's a tried and true method. And, and, you know, it's, it's not something that's new to people, but it's, definitely unique in that it presents a lot of opportunities and it gives you the it gives you access to these jobs and these auditions that you probably wouldn't you know see anywhere else would you say in a way that it's a little bit harder now for a lot of people to be involved in email marketing 
because let's face it, we try to oversee or try to see the other side of everything. Every sure. pro has its cons. And the fact is our industry is so oversaturated with talent. So I can imagine if I'm a third person, I can imagine, wait, 10 or 20 people has emailed me like how, what would be the method to try to correct that? Or is it, you know what, it's a numbers game and we just got to do our best and put ourselves out there. Yeah, you know, I mean, it definitely is a numbers game to a certain extent. You're always going to get a lot more non-responses than responses. And, and there are definitely ways, you know, in, in ways that I coach and stuff that you can increase those chances of, of getting a response. You know, but again, it's still going to be, it's it's still a numbers game in that, in, in that sense. But what I like to do is, you know, and there are people who really like to find something personal to relate to, you know, the the potential client or the person you're emailing. And that's fine. Listen, if that works for you, there's really no one way to do this. It's, it's kind of just your way. Mm-hmm. And, and, and but I what I like to do is I like to if I can't find something about them and I really like to say something about myself, something about me outside of voiceover, outside of business. My philosophy is that it, this is a business transaction, right? And the basis of any business transaction is trust. And one of the main ways to build trust is is through familiarity. And that familiarity, you never know by you saying, you know, I tell people I'm a gamer or whatnot. And we kind of, we talk about, uh, we wind up talking about video games or, or, or whatever it is. And it just kind of segues naturally into that voiceover speak. So, uh, you know, I really believe that by saying something about yourself, and, and of course your work speaks for itself, but saying something about yourself, you just don't know who that's going to resonate with. And it's, it's something that I, that I really have found a lot of success with. In working backwards a little bit, especially from yeah. your part with your journey, like sure. how much of trial and error did you have to test in order for email marketing to even be effective? Oh man, I'm still going through it. You know, I, I, <laughs> when I, when I, you know, I'm still finding new things that work for me and, and things that don't, but I, I've definitely found that it, I started marketing, you know, in, in April of, of, I wanted to say, I think it was like 2019 or something. And, and it, so it, it really took me until uh, June to book my first job. And then after that, it was kind of just finding my footing, like, okay, these types of companies are good. Oh, wow. I can, I can reach out to these types of companies and these types of companies. And I really, honestly, it probably took a good six to 12 months to really find my stride and, oh, and okay, yeah, yeah. And, uh, and, and really just solidify, okay, this is, this is the type of, you know, these are, these are the best practices for me. And this is what works for me in an email. It took a little while and, you know, I'm happy to say I was able to build that up and, and find what works for me. Um, but yeah, I'd say from when I started marketing to to when I really found my stride, probably like good half a year to a year for sure. Well, it seems like what you're doing is working fantastic because I and I I don't mean to flatter you, but I'm going to flatter you, you know, with an impressive resume with AT&T and iHeartRadio and Pepsi and McDonald's, Nintendo, Marvel, Jesus Christ, Marvel, <laughs> like looking back on it. Like, let's let, let's go back to memory lane. Let's stroll down memory lane a little bit. How did voiceover find you or how did, yeah. how did you find it? You know, I was acting my whole life and, and I did, uh, you know, I did theater and everything like that. And I always used to get told, you know, hey, you have a really, really, you know, you have a nice voice. Um, you should really give voiceover. Uh, and, and I'll fully admit, I will never forget this because I'll always, it's always good to, to, to humble yourself. I, I'll never forget. I had a friend of mine, we were on the train, it was in, in college and he was like, hey, you know, you should really, you know, I have a friend who does voiceover. You should really consider it. And, and I was like, nah, I want to do real acting, man. And one thing led to another. And I've enough people, I think, told me that I had a nice voice. And I was finally like, let me just do it. And, you know, Brooke, you know, you know, Brooke, my wife, she, when we were dating, she was like, you really should try. You've been talking about it for a while. And 
I did. And, and it just took off. Would you say having a family, not that it's a burden or a hindrance? That's a word, right? Hindrance? Oh my yeah. Goodness, my English is getting messed <laughs> up. <laughs> not that any family is a burden, but would you say at first it was harder to support your family business, to support your business while having a family? Because let's face it, sometimes we have to work at another job to support our business, but to also support our loved ones. Yeah, you know, it was definitely hard. And and my wife and I, we, we kind of did the, the tried and true, you know, you you chase, you work at your dream full time. And, and then once that's, you know, established, then I'll work at mine. And it was tough, man. A lot of late nights, a lot of early mornings. You know, my, my wife was going to school for radiation therapy to treat cancer patients. And um, oh, she wow. was kind of like, yeah, reinventing herself and reinventing her her career, her career is, you know, we, we met in the business world. And so she, you know, when she realized that that wasn't her passion anymore, she decided to go into something in the health field because that's what her, her family was always in, was in. And finally, you know, so, we, so uh, voice, so voiceover is out of the question for her. Well, you know, it's why she says, she says she's better than edit than I am. You know, of course our <laughs> women are, our women are always better than, than, than of we course. are, you know, but, but yeah, you know, so she went to school for two years and I built my voiceover business while working full time and having the health insurance. And then when she was done with that and she kind of had herself established, then it was already, it was my turn. And we went kind of from there and it was, it was, it's tough, you know, we, I went full time when we had just had a kid and, you know, we had just bought a house. So it was scary, but, um, it's, it's definitely tougher to do that when you have those things, but in a way it's also, it's, it's great motivation too. What would you say would be the hardest moments that you ever had to deal with? Because I know there are always those months and there are always, and even I go through them. I even went through it last year. You and I spoke about it outside of this where, you know, you could be going through something personal in your life and it literally takes you out of the business and it takes you out from everything you enjoy doing. And you really have to get your mindset focused on this one thing. Yeah. How did, you know, like, how did you personally deal with something like that? You know, it was a, f a few moments that really come to mind. It was when we moved, when we moved into the new house, I, I had my booth still, we lived with my in-laws at the time. You know, I had my booth in that, in, in the house there. And so I'd have to go back and forth and I really had to limit the amount of auditions and stuff that I was doing, which, which was rough and it's tough. And, it, and, you know, I'd have to go early in the morning to do like my agency auditions and stuff. So that was tough, you know, so I was really limiting the, the numbers that I could get in there with the auditions because that's also a numbers game to a certain extent. That and 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 also just even now, man, I still experience it. You know, we were talking about it before that that uh, you know the last couple of weeks have been a little bit slower, and it's it's scary. <laughs> you know, it's scary because <laughs> you know working a regular day job, you're used to you know you're used to getting a steady paycheck. Yes. Um, whereas you know, yeah, if you were working in as a as a freelancer, you know, you yeah, you 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 don't have a salary cap and you make more money, sure, but you may have a couple of weeks where you don't get any money in and, and it's, you got to really juggle that. And, and I, you know, I'm going, I'm going through it right now. And so it's kind of just, it's one of those things that it's, I don't know, like I'm navigating it. And, and those are definitely the times that it's hardest. And so when I'll usually talk to Brooke and I'll tell her my career is over and, you know, <laughs> but it, but it's, it's all good. And it, we always bounce back. And uh, so I think once you, once you accept that the money comes in sporadically and you accept that, you know, it's okay to take time off and it's, it's okay that you, if you're not working, you're not making money, but that's that's not always a bad thing. So one thing I've always learned is the fact that being a successful entrepreneur not only makes us rely or primarily focus on this, the world of voiceover, but to do other things as well that either relates to it and that we can have fun with it as well. Yeah. What would you say would 
yeah, let's call them side businesses. Like, what would you say is yours aside from, because I know you're a coach. You are a yeah. coach. Yes. yes. Yeah. Yeah, I am. You know, I, I so I coach, uh, I, you know, I started coaching in direct marketing. That was like my my, my first thing that I did. And, and I teamed up with, with Abacus, which is, you know, a, a well-owned school in the city. And they asked me to come on as a, you know, as, as a member of the team and, and be a coach, but also be a career coach. Uh, nice. So, so that, that's kind of like those are the things that I do you know, next to my voiceover career as a performer, um, you know, it, it's, it's, it's like the same thing as, as your voiceover career in itself, you know, it's, you want to have as many lines on the water as possible. I really do believe that. And, you know, so it's, it's, I'm always somebody who's always going to have a bunch of different types of hustles and, and just trying to keep the, you know, the money flowing in. So that was, that was a nice way to, to add a little bit of a stability into, you know, into this crazy acting life that we've chosen for ourselves. <laughs> Well, we came through on everything of where we've been to where we are now. Where would you say is the next step? What's the next level for the great Tom Aglio? You know, the next level for me is I'm really refining my audition techniques. You know, I make I make good money doing voiceover, which I'm I'm super thankful about. But I, I'd say refining my audition techniques and and once I do, becoming the voice of a, of, a, of a brand. You know, not just so I'm the, I'm the voice of AT and T Fiber for all of their podcast commercials, which is amazing and i i That's love awesome. so so much yeah but i'd love to be the voice of a brand for um you know cross tv and podcasts and email or and, and radio and stuff and um so i'd say that that's the next big thing and, and i'm i'm definitely i think i'm definitely close what would you give to let's say a regular listener whoever it is voice artist entrepreneur newly person doesn't matter what would you say is the best advice that you would give them you know, the best advice, and I'm, I'm, I'm glad you asked that. And, and I think that this goes in line with, with anything, you know, freelance, not just voiceover, but, but speaking to voiceover specifically. I try to tell people, you know, and my students, when you're first starting out, remember that eagerness, remember that just excitement and joy, man, that just, you, you couldn't wait to get all these auditions and, and, and submit yourself for all these auditions and see what happens with them. And you just loved the process. Because listen, this is a tough business, dude. It's hard and it sucks. Oh, absolutely. Up. You know, we, we <laughs> both, there's a lot, of, a lot of blood, sweat, and tears, emphasis on the last part that, that goes into it. And, and just that, that, that pure joy when you first started out of just the sky's the limit and, and really seeing where this can go, don't, don't ever lose that. Because it is just, if you, if you, if you can just keep your head high and, and just have fun while you're doing it, remember, because this is a fun business, man, you know, it's not worth doing if we're not having fun. If you can just keep your head high and remember that you're you're you'll you're in good shape. It's something that a lot of people always forget from time to time on the fact that auditioning is the job. It is. And, and booking is only that extra bonus. It's like the cherry on top. It is, man. It is. You know, I and when I when I coach my students, I tell them I'm not coaching you how to do the job because anybody can do the job. You know, when you do the job, it's a lot of times it's just it's they tone you down and, and you know, you may not make as the same choices that you make when you, you know, when you do that, you would when you do uh, the audition It's I'm teaching you how to audition. And that really is the job. It's getting good at auditioning and getting remembered. And, and by getting remembered, you're able to, you know, that opens the door to more possibilities and more opportunities. Absolutely. I want to circle back to email marketing because, like I said, you're a master at it. Thank you. And a lot of people, you know, they're following your footsteps. And obviously, we're not here to, like, copy off of each other because every person is different. Like you said, sure. every yeah. client is different. Every company is different and so on and so forth. But when you mention companies, like, 
what exactly do you mean by that? Because there could be a wide range of production companies to ad agencies. Like what is an effective, not your strategy, or unless you want to, what's an effective strategy on how to approach these potential clients? Yeah. You know, I think having a schedule for yourself is important. And I don't mean like, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to market between this time and that time. I mean, like, you know, say, say, okay, on, on, I'll give you an example, like my schedule on Mondays, I market to, um, to automotive ad agencies. Cause I'm something I've recently been getting into is automotive voiceover, you know, and Tuesdays I market to production companies, Wednesdays, I market to just regular ad agencies, non-automotive on uh, Thursdays. I do uh, companies themselves, Fortune 500 companies, you know, really any brand that you can think of, whether it's Coca-Cola or whatever it may be. Uh, and then Fridays is usually a, uh, I usually alternate between e-learning companies and a video game companies. So I'd say that really start smaller is where I started with production companies and ad agencies and then see which ones really resonate with you. The, the types of work, the type of work that you're getting from them, the type of clients that they have that resonate well with you and then go from there. See, uh, okay, maybe you do a lot of work for ad agencies and production companies in the tech world. Okay, maybe you should start marketing yourself to tech companies. You know, yeah, so some of your big brands, they may use agents and stuff like that. And that's fine in order for like their big national commercials, but their internal jobs and and, and whatnot, you never know. I do a lot of narration for bigger brands and, uh, you know, Discovery Plus, I do I have commercials running that, you know, run in, during the show and stuff. But, you know, these spots that you do, you know, this episode of, you know, XYZ is brought to you by Home Depot. I mean, that that's a voiceover job. And that's what I do a lot for Discovery Plus. So it's really just a matter of, of, of trial and error and seeing where your voice fits. Yeah, it is the trial and error that a lot of people still need to understand and realize, because as we discussed earlier, this is an oversaturation of the talent that we have. And everyone has a unique voice in every way, shape or form. However, yeah. however, it can get to the point where we sometimes do feel mentally defeated because a lot of people, and I know a bunch, can't handle rejection. They can't handle the the mindset of someone saying no or someone saying, pick me, pick me, pick me. No, yeah. it's not like that because your experiences and through my experiences, it's about the client. We're yeah. here to help them. Yeah, absolutely. That's what they need to understand. It is. I, I know it's so many actors hate when they get line reads, you know, because, you know, we're actors and we want to make the decisions and we want to show them that our interpretation of something is, you know, is the right interpretation. And, and there's really no right or wrong interpretation. And it's something that I've come to learn, you know, with this whole conversational thing. It, it, you know, my conversational is going to be different from your conversational because everybody yes. talks to me. And, you know, so as long as you are yourself, then you're going to sound conversational because that's how you talk, you know. So so <laughs> I, I I just. It, it, it is. It's one of those things like if the client tells you how they want it, then and they give you a line read, then great. Go for it. You know, you, you need to really keep your ego in check. And I think and Karen Gilfrey said it the best. Like, you know, you you can be Karen Gilfrey. Oh, she's Shout the out. best. Everyone need, you know, everyone just follow her. She's amazing. But, you know, she said it the best. It's like you could be you could make the world's greatest apple pie. But, you know, if they want cherry pie, there's nothing you can do about that. So you really have to you have to keep that. You have to keep that in mind and you really have to understand that and once you once you come to terms with that that you are not going to be right for every job and you know Robert De Niro says it the best you're probably not going to book the job then that's freeing man it's super freeing and you can just go on your way and you can write your own ticket you know to piggyback off of the strategies when it comes to email marketing and I know that I've learned 
that email marketing is great and there are tons of ways to market, whether it's email, LinkedIn, yeah. direct, pay, uh, I was about to say PayPal. Pay to- <laughs> hey man, maybe, maybe, you're, PayPal. maybe you maybe you've tapped into some uh, PayPal marketing that I don't even know about. So <laughs> once, you, once you once you figure that out, please teach me your ways. <laughs> yes, but for the listeners, like yes, email marketing is important, and we all have to do it. But the thing is, you have to know what it is that you're selling. Your yeah. voice is not enough. Like right. you you have to. My coach, my own coach, uses this analogy all the time that you can't just throw spaghetti, have it stick, and then right. see what happens. You gotta yeah. cook the thing. You gotta, you know, do some paprika. You gotta do <laughs> some, you know, some garlic. You gotta make sure. And I'm using terrible analogies. Basically, you have to make sure that whatever you're doing, yeah, is reliable to the person that you're marketing to. Sure. Otherwise, you're just another person that has no idea whatever it is that they're doing. And it's going to look bad because yeah. a lot of people don't know this. The client, the potential client does remember who you are. Yeah, they do. They do. You know, it's one of those things, you know, it, it, it's a few things. It's, you know, be respectful, be professional. I mean, professionalism goes a long way. And trust me, we remember the people who are not professional, you know, so that goes a long way. Um you know, your voice type itself obviously goes a long way and, you know, how you handle, you know, how, how your, your response time, all of that people remember. And so that's why I'm like super big into saying something about myself, because I, I don't know, man, I just feel like it helps me connect with potential clients. And uh, like I said, anybody can do the job. And at the end of the day, sometimes workplace culture is more important than anything else. And they mm-hmm. want to know that they can work with you. We want to work with people, man. And, and you know, we don't want to work with robots and stuff. And, you know, shout out to the whole AI bit that's going on right now, <laughs> just... you know, but, you know, we want we want to work with people. And and I, that's why I'm I'm big into just, you know, get, talking about myself and, and, and really just explaining to them who I am. And listen, if it's a fit, then great. And if it's not, it is what it is. You know, I wish you I wish you the best. What would you say, and we'll end it on this here, what would you say would have to be one of the biggest no-nos that you can tell someone, something that they should never, ever do? For, like, voiceover in general or or for marketing specifically? Voiceover, marketing, anything that you've seen where you're just like, dude, stop. You know, there there are really two things that stick out to me. Giving them, you know, and this is something that I used to do, and, and I lost a lot of clients, and that I'll never get back, you know, doing this in the beginning. And I'm not, you know, I'm not, I'm not afraid to say that is uh, giving your whole life story in an email. They're busy, man. They don't want to, you know, they don't, not that they don't care, but, but it's, it's a, it's a, it's a cold open, it, you know, they'll, they'll become friends with you when, when, you know, as, as, as you do the job, you know, when you do the job. So mm-hmm. that's a big one. And also just being super, super like overly eager and I'm big into follow-ups, man, but you got to know when it's acceptable to follow up. You know, so if I've seen people and I've had people try to market to me and they follow up like every day and I'm like, 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 come I've, on. I've had this problem, especially on LinkedIn. I've had yeah. this problem. It's too pushy, man. It's too pushy. And I, nobody likes to sell, you know, nobody likes a salesperson. And I know, yeah, we're selling our voice, but it's just, just don't be too pushy about it. Just, you have, you have to be, it's, I tell everyone to be like slightly indifferent and, and it's like, you know, you have to be as willing to walk away from the table as they are. It shows confidence and it's playing a little bit hard to get. And, you know, at the end of the day, we want to work with people who are confident. So being overly eager, I think overly pushy and, and just telling your life story, those are two big no-nos. Well, you know, it's a quick way to to lose a client and, and not look like a professional. There you said it here, folks. Like the fact, be professional, be respectful, and be patient. Yes.
Be yeah. patient. Yeah. Oftentimes, man, when you market, they're not going to have a job for you right away. If they do shit like that's awesome. A lot of times they're not going to, and it is what it is. You have to be, you have to accept that and know that you're in it for the long haul. And you know, it's the long game. I do have one more question. Be- yeah, and I know you're, you're very busy, so I'm going to let you go, but I do have one no. more question. I had someone reach out to me and ask me what were my thoughts on email marketing to clients outside the U.S., foreign clients. Sure. Yeah. Like the ones that we've seen in Dubai and in India, sure. and Europe or who or wherever. And, you know, they asked me at one point, they were like, well, I quoted the same as we would do anywhere else. And I'm like, oh, no. Yeah, no. You know, yeah, you, you, you got to You got to understand the, the fair rates in one country versus another. You know, fair rates here are not going to be the same as fair rates in China. So one, you have to come to terms with that and accept it if that's a market you want to work in. But you also have to know how the how they do business. I don't market too, too much to, um, you know, overseas clients, something I will probably do in the near future, in the coming years. But uh, you have to learn how they do business and what they like. It's funny, um, from what I've heard, clients in England and clients in Italy especially love cold emails. So for them, maybe you mm. can your email can be a little bit longer because they like to have that conversation. You got to know how they do business and you got to know what the rates are there. You know, but it's the same thing. You always try to find out what their budget is and and, and is that is that going to be acceptable to you? And that's a big, that's a big thing. That's interesting. Huh. Yeah. Well, there you there. There's a secret sauce right there, especially if you just want to get your feet wet. Yeah, exactly. You got to just, just know how they do business and take that extra time to just to figure that out because you don't want to, you know, again, you don't want to look unprofessional. Oh, well, there you go. Tom, thank you so much for being a part of this podcast. And how can people reach out to you if they want to ask you questions, message you, if they need a coach from you? Like, sure, yeah, man. Oh, you know, it's it's always a pleasure, man. You know, you're my boy, and 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 I think this is an amazing podcast that you're you're hosting here and and everything. It's if people want to reach out to me, you know, you can check out my website. It's Tom Aglio, T O M A G L I O dot com, and I also my coaching is all on my website. So if you're looking for marketing coaching, you can uh, you can reach out to me there. And if you're looking for more performance coaching, I coach through Abacus. So you can check out it's abacusent.nyc uh, um, is the is the is the website. So yeah, so so those are the the two ways that you can you can reach out to me. All right, there you go, folks. And of course, if you want to reach out to me, voiceofgarcia.com or email me, mike at voiceofgarcia.com, where you can ask me anything you want. If you can provide your feedback. And go to Tom. He's awesome. I've known him. What was it about two years, three years? Yeah, it's, it's been, been a few. A while. Years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's you know, time flies. You see, that's how you do. You make connections. Be friends with everybody. Exactly. Not being a loner. <laughs> yeah, remember, it's, not, it's community, not competition. It's a universe. It's a team. We're a team. There you go. Exactly. <laughs> you got it. Well, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for being part of this podcast, and we will tune in next time for another special guest. And always remember, when it comes to the world of voiceover, your journey is just beginning.